the Panda Podfic Christmas Special with figs from the Bread Van, Enchanted Land Coffee and Neon Diamond. All the lights are sparkling for you, it seems. By the Bread Van. Bread by Red Panda. Rating. Teen and Up Audiences. Relationship. Harry Styles, Louis Tomlinson. Additional tags include Christmas fluff, birthday fluff, established relationship, mild hurt comfort, no smart. This is part of the Xmas Exchange 2022 Summary Harry detects a strange smell coming from Oh no, the kitchen He dashes to turn off the oven only to find out that Louis' birthday cake has turned an almost black-brown color Shit, shit, fuck In his rush to remove the pan from the oven he has forgotten to put on oven mitts and now his fingertips are tingling raw Fuck, he curses again sticking his hand under cold tap water. Or, Harry is determined to make Louis' birthday count, but his plans turn into a fiasco. The 20th of December starts delightfully enough, when Harry wakes up with his boyfriend wrapped around him and the sunlight filtering through the curtains. Harry smiles lazily around his yawn, carefully stretching out his limbs without jostling Louis too much. It's a rare occasion to have mornings like this, with no alarm clocks ringing obnoxiously or any rush to head to work. This day is special enough as it is, Christmas Eve and the unusual sunny weather in London, but it also happens to be Louis' birthday. More specifically, it's Louis' first birthday spent with Harry since they moved in together, and Harry is determined to make it count. He gently pushes Louis' tattooed arm off his waist, simultaneously untangling his legs from his. He grimaces when the bed squeaks as he stands up, but, thankfully, Louis only shuffles a little in response. With his breath held, Harry pats across the room and towards the window in order to close the curtains, so that he won't wake up any earlier than planned. He makes sure to shut the bedroom door on his way out to cancel out any noise while he prepares breakfast. Breakfast in bed, or at all, is a luxury they can't afford on their regular day, what with the hectic routine and incompatible schedules, so it's a perfect start to make Louis' birthday special. Harry changes into jeans and a sweater and jogs to the bakery across the street while the water boils in the kettle. Louis has a soft spot for pastries, and Harry decides to spoil him with every single kind the bakery has to offer. Ten minutes later... He's riding the elevator with multiple paper bags in hand and the delicious smell of butter wafting from them. He has a smile on his face at the thought of surprising his boyfriend when, all of a sudden, the elevator shudders and halts. Harry snaps his head up, widening his eyes when he notices the screen that normally displays the floor numbers is now totally black. No, 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 
he chants as he fumbles with the buttons in a futile attempt to make the lift move. He's not claustrophobic, but Harry's heart races when the lift remains unmoving. Frankly, the thought that his life is hanging on a loose string seems frightening at best, but Harry wills himself to think rationally instead of panic. As calmly as he can, he presses the bell button in hopes that it will send out an alert. Thankfully, help arrives almost immediately, but it's twenty more agonizing minutes before the mechanics fix the problem and then he's finally let out with an exhale of relief. As soon as he steps inside the apartment, he is greeted by the smell of eggs and freshly brewed coffee. Louis is sitting at the kitchen table, peeking over his glasses as he asks, Where were you? Harry's heart beats faster at the sight of the sheet creases on Louis' cheek and his sleep puffy eyes and tightens at the thought that he missed the moment he woke up. Harry huffs a defeated sound as he drops the paper back on the counter. Doesn't matter, he replies. He runs the table, coming up behind Louis and wrapping his arms around him. Happy birthday, Lou, he whispers, pressing the words into the back of his neck in an intimate kiss. Louis turns around to face him, accidentally bumping Harry's nose with the edge of his glasses. He chuckles with his eyes crinkled behind the lenses and his smile glistening with remnants of olive oil. Thank you, he whispers back and then gives Harry a smacking kiss to the lips, tasting strongly like eggs and coffee. What do you have in there? Louis asks, sticking his thumb in the general direction of the discarded bags on the counter before he digs back into his food. He doesn't wait for an answer. Want some eggs? Wasn't sure if you'd eaten, but we can share. Harry chuckles to himself, pulling back the chair next to Louis and settling down beside him. He has never met a person as selfless as Louis, someone who doesn't complain about waking up alone on his birthday, which he has every right to, and someone who shares his breakfast even though he's hungry as a wolf on most mornings. No babe, I'm good, Harry says, a giddy smile spreading on his face as he watches Louis devour his scrambled eggs. Got you some pastries, he adds. His hand slips up to caress Louis' face almost unwillingly, feeling his strong jaw clench as he chews, thumbing at his cheekbone and the black frames of his horn-rimmed glasses. Louis seems to like the attention, and the promise of more food, since he absolutely lights up. You're the best, he exclaims, and then he's up like a thunderbolt, snatching the bags filled to the brim with baked goods. Harry should think about spoiling him with buttery dough and sugary crust more often, if he gets to see that smile. Louis is practically salivating as he rips the bags open, unwrapping all the treasures hidden inside. You got pretzels! Oh, and jam-filled croissants! Oh, oh, is that a lemon tart? Oh god, I love you! Harry doesn't interrupt Louis' rant, even though he feels the need to laugh at Louis' childlike enthusiasm. He hides his grin behind his fist and watches Louis tear a croissant open. His fingers are dripping with the raspberry jam, and he brings them up to his mouth to lick like it's the sweetest treat in the world. Harry thinks it might be, so he doesn't pull away when Louis swoops up more jam and presents it to Harry. He laps it up, humming at the sweet and sour taste. I need to have more birthdays per year if they're gonna be like this, Louis mounts when he bites into the crispy filler of croissant. Harry wipes the corner of Louis' mouth with his thumb, catching some of the jam and licking his finger clean afterwards. All the birthdays you want, Harry mumbles. It seems kind of strange when Harry thinks about it, how he still gets butterflies when Louis looks at him, especially when he looks as happy as he does right now. Louis turns 28 today, 
but the way he smiles makes him look like the 22-year-old sat next to Harry on his first flight ever, reassuring him it's only an air pocket. Or the 25-year-old in the grocery line, who looked oddly familiar but Harry couldn't put a name on, and yet greeted him anyway only to discover they'd met before. Or the 27-year-old asking Harry to move in with him because fate clearly wanted them together and who were they to deny it. How about you take a shower while I clean up here, Harry suggests, when all that's left of their breakfast is crumbles. Okay, love, pick a movie to watch after, all right? Louis asks on his way to the bathroom. With the lulling sound of the water running and Louis whistling in the shower, Harry starts tidying up the kitchen. He puts the bags away in the recycling bin, wipes down the counter and table. While he's at it, he decides to sweep the floor, moving to the living area as well. He's attempting to clean the thin layer of dust and glitter at the base of the Christmas tree when the back of his hoodie catches in a twig and, suddenly, the tree comes falling down and the glittery ornaments scatter around his feet. Damn it! It's obvious that today isn't his lucky day and Harry's desperately trying to get a hold of it, but it's beginning to bother him. Especially when Louis comes out of the shower, freshly clean and warm-looking in the hideous Christmas pajamas Harry bought for him and water dripping from his soaking wet hair to his glasses. What the tree do to you? Louis jokes, making Harry roll his eyes. He's irritably picking the ornaments one by one when Louis crouches down beside him to help. Harry bats his hand away. No, just give me a minute. Louis ignores him, though, with the excuse that it'll be half a minute if we do it together. He wings for emphasis, hanging a wooden nutcracker back in place. No, you don't have to, Harry insists, snatching a sparkling snowflake from Louis's hand. Love, I really don't mind, Louis tries again, frowning in what Harry assumes must be confusion with his irritation. Finally, Harry gives up and lets Louis assist him, but the nagging thought that he's compelling Louis to do chores on his birthday makes him feel more and more guilty. At least, it's a mere five-minute job, glitter cleanup included, and then they can go back to their original plans, even if Harry feels apologetic for the mess he created. Harry calls up beside Louis as Home Alone starts playing on the TV. Louis smells like orange blossoms and he's warm and he keeps patting Harry as if he can sense his moodiness and feels the need to comfort him. He probably does, so attuned to each other after all these years, and Harry appreciates it greatly. When the end credits start rolling, Harry gets up to prepare dinner. He's been planning a four-course meal for the better part of the month, asking for Louis' favorite recipes around his own as well as Louis' family. He requests Louis to not enter the kitchen in order to preserve the element of surprise, and Louis lets him go with a kiss to the lips and a grumpy pout. He works methodically, letting the pumpkin soup boil while he starts on the stuffed mushrooms, scooping up their insides and listening to Louis' voice as he picks up call after call from friends and family wishing him happy birthday. Harry can only hope that Louis' stomach will have enough room for their main course, lasagna, his favorite, and the two-tier vanilla cake currently baking in the oven. He sticks a toothpick in the cake to check if it's cooked when Louis yells, Harry, mom says hi. Harry closes the oven door and joins Louis in the living room for what is meant to be a short greeting to his mom. However, he finds out that Louis is in fact FaceTiming her, and the instant Jay sees Harry, she starts calling out for him. Oh, hi darling, it's so good to see you. Oh my, your hair has gotten so much longer, Jay exclaims, 
making Harry blush with the attention he's received. How are you, Jay? he asks good-naturedly, making small talk while Louis watches the interaction with a fond smile. How did that recipe I gave you work out? Jay asks with a wink, and Louis purses his lips in mock resentment at being excluded from the conversation. Harry grins. Almost ready to be served. Just have some patience, Louis. They talk and joke, mostly at Louis' expense, until Harry detects a strange smell coming from, oh no, the kitchen. He dashes to turn off the oven, rudely interrupting Jay's story, only to find out that the cake has turned an almost black-brown color. Shit, shit, fuck. In his rush to remove the pan from the oven, Harry has forgotten to put on oven mitts, and now his fingertips are tingling raw. Fuck, he curses again, sticking his hand under cold tap water. Love, is everything okay? Louis' concerned voice sounds, rapidly approaching. Harry jolts, don't come in, Lou. Thankfully, Louis listens to him and sighs. What happened? He asks carefully, probably detecting the distress in Harry's tone. Nothing, shit. Harry's fingers throb when he removes them from the water. Just stay in the living room, okay? Harry closes his eyes, taking a deep breath through his nose. His fingers feel raw and painful, but more important than that, he's gone and burned Louis' birthday cake. He grabs a knife and starts scrubbing the charred layer of the cake. He's ruining the shape, making the previously smooth surface look uneven and lopsided. He wipes frustrated tears from his face, sniffling when his nose keeps stubbornly running without his consent. Haza, let me help you. Louis tries again, and this time his voice sounds much closer. Sure enough, when Harry snaps his head to the side, he sees Louis' head poking through the entrance, a varied expression on his face which turns into a deeper frown when their eyes meet. Babe, what's wrong? Are you hurt? Louis asks immediately, scurrying to Harry's side, but Harry closes his eyes and shakes his head, holding Louis back. It's fine, I'm fine. Just go, Lou. Louis' brows pitch together and his lips form a confused pout, but he gives in to Harry's persistence and leaves the kitchen without question. The next half an hour is spent in the kitchen, with the panic-stricken Harry attempting to fix the uneven cake layers with extra cream cheese, frosting and multiple decorations. At last, he feels like he can breathe again, when the final result looks more like a normal birthday cake rather than a failed attempt followed by a breakdown. He exhales deeply, wiping the edge of the tray clean of the smeared buttercream and adding a few more sprinkles on top. He puts the cake aside to serve dinner, and finally, after an hour of leaving Louis alone to his own devices, more like abandoning him, Harry invites him back to the kitchen, where he has used the fine cutlery, lit up some candles and created a festive atmosphere, contrary to the chaos prevailing beforehand. Louis enters with an apprehensive expression, but takes a seat nonetheless. It's not long before they can both relax and enjoy their meal, Louis thanking Harry profusely and complimenting him on his excellent cooking skills with every chance he gets. Harry is a flushed mess, relishing in the affection Louis spoils him with, and returning it with gentle caresses and intertwined legs under the table. It seems like finally Harry gets his opportunity to make Louis' birthday special, or at least not a complete disaster. That is, until Harry serves two generous slices of cake, one for Louis and one for himself. Harry's fingers are tapping on the table irregularly, 
while he waits for Louis to taste it, and it makes Louis roll his eyes good naturally, as if he doesn't see the reason for Harry's nervousness. Harry watches with wide eyes as Louis brings a spoonful of cake and cream up to his mouth and chews slowly. Louis' smile twitches at the corner, a brief moment Harry would have missed if he hadn't spent years deciphering Louis' expressions and mannerisms. When Louis hums loudly and the smile stretches wider, almost exceedingly, Harry knows his reaction is not genuine. His shoulders sag. You don't like it. Louis' eyes bulge out at that, and he shakes his head vehemently. If Harry didn't know any better, he'd think of Louis' reaction as his normal, energetic self, but Harry recognizes all signs of it being exaggerated. Don't lie to me, Lou. How bad is it? Harry insists, snatching Louis' spoon from his hand and digging into his own slice. The first thing he notices when he takes a bite is the rich vanilla taste in the buttercream. But then the cake crumbles in his mouth and the sweet taste is replaced by bitterness, like he's eaten the charred edges stuck to the pan. Oh God, that's awful, he coughs, scrambling to grab his glass of water. Babe, it's fine. Really, babe. Harry ignores Louis' rambling and swoops up the thick layer of buttercream to examine the cake underneath. He could swear he'd done an adequate job of scraping the burned surface of the cake, so he really can't imagine what could have made the taste so awful. What? He trails off as he moves around a slice of cake. Harry slaps both hands on his face, hiding behind them as he mumbles. I'm an idiot. He recognizes the sound of Louis' chair dragging against the floor as he presumably pushes it back before there are arms wrapped around him and a firm chest pressed against his back. Love, why would you say that? It's perfectly good. The cream is so rich and smooth and... Yes, but I burned the cake. I fucking ruined it and when I thought I'd scrapped it off, I forgot to do the underside. And now it tastes like shit. All because I'm an idiot. I've completely ruined your birthday. Harry interrupts Louis, voice raising, but remaining muffled by the palms cupping his face. Oh, Louis sighs. But darling, you got my favorite pastries. He nuzzles his nose into the back of Harry's head. Watch the movie with me, talk to my mum, Harry sniffles as Louis continues to list today's activities. And to top it all, you cooked a four-course meal for me. No one has ever done all that for me before, love. No one. Harry whimpers at that admission, feeling his heart constrict inside his chest, because Louis deserves this and so much more. And you're gonna punish yourself because of a little mistake? Louis asks, tightening his arms around Harry and squeezing him closer. You're the best boyfriend in the world. Take such good care of me, Louis whispers, like the confession is maybe too personal, too intimate to say out loud. Harry twists around to face Louis, seeing him smile warmly through his own teary eyes. I could have made it so much better, though. This whole day has been terrible, Lou. I was meant to wake you with breakfast in bed, but then I got stuck in the stupid elevator. Harry whimpers pitifully, more tears leaking from the corners of his eyes, but Louis catches them with his thumbs. And I ruined your cake, and I burnt my fingers. Harry falters as he presents his reddened palms. Oh, darling, Louis coos, gently cupping Harry's hands with his and bringing them to his lips. He presses soft kisses on every tender fingertip, making Harry sob in a confusing mixture of emotions a little bit of tension leaving his body and a lot of adoration and the pure feeling of being loved and taken care of. 
and he breaks down right there in Louis' arms, where he feels most safe. Louis crouches down by Harry's side, kneeling on the floor to support Harry when he drops his full weight on him in a tight embrace. Let it out, love, it's okay, he keeps mumbling reassuring words, patting Harry's back. I just wanted to make your birthday special, Harry sniffles mournfully into Louis' shoulder. Listen, love, Louis starts pulling away. He cradles Harry's face and tilts his head down so that their eyes meet over the top of his glasses. This day would be special with or without the cake or the dinner or breakfast in bed. It's special enough that I get to fall asleep next to you at the end of the day. I get to hold you and cuddle you and kiss you on my 28th birthday and you know what the most special part is? He pauses to gaze up at Harry, the skin around his eyes crinkling with a smile. I know I'll do it all over again on my 29th and my 30th and the year after that. Louis trails off as Harry laughs wetly, overfilled with love and joy. You'll be right by my side and that's all that matters to me. Sab, Harry teases, but his cheeks hurt with an upcoming smile. Louis wipes Harry's dampened nose with the back of his finger, making Harry blush with embarrassment. Louis shrugs nonchalantly, wiping his hand on his pajama pants. Harry perks up as an idea crosses his mind. If I head out now, I might make it to the bakery before it closes, so I can get you a cake, he suggests enthusiastically. Louis, however, glares at him incredulously. Darling, I was just explaining how I don't need all that when I have you. Harry bites his lip, lowering his head. Thought you were just trying to be romantic, he giggles guiltily, cheeks heating up. Louis clicks his tongue repeatedly, but his grin is hardly concealed. What do you take me for? He asks without real conviction in his tone. Sorry, sorry, Harry backtracks. He leans in, a breath away from Louis' lips. I feel the same, by the way, he confesses, and seals their deal with a kiss. When they pull apart, Louis' glasses sit crooked on his nose, so Harry fixes them with gentle fingers and his heart bursting with adoration. How about I give you your present, he suggests, expecting Louis to protest, something along the lines of, darling, you didn't have to, but Louis only pinches his cheek and nods. Harry stands up with newfound enthusiasm and tucks Louis along to the living room. Knowing how impatient Louis can get around surprises, Harry had the foresight to hide it behind the extended CD collection. He plucks out the box carefully and holds it out for Louis. Louis moves it around in his hands, examining the wrapping paper, the colorful ribbons and silver bow on top. He unwraps it carefully and neatly, managing not to rip the paper, and then opens the cardboard box to reveal the personalized mark Louis ordered for him, covered in tissue paper and confetti. Louis picks up the mug with a smile that forms into a grin when he reads the inscription. Harry bites his lip bashfully and clasps his hands together. You like it? he asks. Louis looks up at him momentarily, before his focus shifts on the mug again. I do, he says, but his eyes glint suspiciously with mirth. You don't like it? I know it's a bit, um, cliché to get your best boyfriend in the world mug, but I thought it'd be sweet. Harry asks modern states. Louis sucks in his lips, obviously holding back his laughter. That is a sweet idea, yeah. But, Harry asks when Louis doesn't finish his sentence. 
Lewis just turns the mug around for Harry to see, and then he breaks into a fit of laughter. Harry widens his eyes when he reads the inscription. Best dad in the world. For the love of God, Harry grumbles, smacking Louis' arm when he only laughs louder. Babe, that's hilarious, Louis continues, looking up at a red-faced Harry. No, it's not. It's wrong, and I'm gonna return it, and... Louis interrupts him. It's not all that wrong. I mean, remember that one time when you called me... Harry slaps his hand on Louis' mouth before the word is out and blushes something fierce. Shut up, he shrieks, and retracts his hand when Louis licks it. Ew, he whines, affronted, but it's all pretense. Soon enough, he's joining Louis in his laughter, shaking his head in disbelief at what a catastrophe Louis' birthday has been, and yet how happy they both are in the moment. It's a special day. The End That was All the Lights Are Sparkling For You, It Seems by the bread van. Do you really want to be all alone? by Enchanted Land Coffee Read by Red Panda Rating General Audiences Relationship Harry Styles, Louis Tomlinson Additional Tags Christmas Fig Alpha, Beta, Omega Dynamics Kid Fig, Fluff Parents Harry Styles, Louis Tomlinson Summary Harry, Louis and the kids wake up on Christmas morning Daddy! Daddy! Harry groaned as he was shaken awake, opening his eyes to an excited Becky in front of him. Rebecca Stiles, why are you up so early? I thought we'd said we'd do Christmas stockings at eight and we'd sleep until then. This isn't sleeping, little miss, he teased, shuffling across the bed slightly and opening a duvet for her to crawl in with him. But Daddy, Papa's here, Becky exclaimed, cuddling up to her father as Harry looked down at her confused. Papa's here? Of course, silly, he's sleeping next to you. Harry frowned and looked down at his other side, eyes widening at the sight. At some point in the night, Maxie must have come into his room after a nightmare, and Louis must have woken up and calmed her down. He was sleeping flat on his back with Maxie curled up onto his side, a protective arm around her back and another loosely draped on her arm. Harry felt like his heart could burst, the sight of his alpha protecting their daughter even whilst sleeping. Due to the surprise wake-up call, he'd momentarily forgotten that Louis had spent the night, eagerly wanting to spend as much of the day with the girls as he could. Harry couldn't deny him that, especially when a small part of him wanted to spend every Christmas, no, every day, waking up with Louis by his side. He'd offered Louis his bed the previous night after sneaking the alpha in, selfishly wanting his son to linger in his bedsheets after that night. Louis, being the gentleman that he is, had insisted that they both sleep in the bed, not wanting to have to explain to the twins why one of their dads was sleeping on the sofa. 
Sudite slept next to each other, sands mingling in the air as they curled into each other's space but never touched. Papa! Becky whispered loudly, interrupting Harry's thoughts as his daughter reached over him to shake the alpha awake, his reflexes too slow to stop her movements. Rebecca, he hissed, gently grabbing his daughter's arm in the hopes to stop her waking up Louis. His efforts fell short as the alpha made a confused grumbling noise and sleepily blinked his eyes open, his free arm moving to push himself up before he realized Maxie was on his chest. Heather, he asked gruffly, eyes darting up to Harry before he noticed Becky smiling softly at her. Morning, love. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Papa, Becky squealed, darting over Harry to hug Louis. The force of her hug jolted Maxie awake, the girl startling slightly at the sight of her family in front of her. Merry Christmas, Maxie, Harry wished softly, smiling at her as she gained her bearings. Merry Christmas, Daddy. Can we open presents? Harry chuckled softly as Louis shuffled to sit up, both girls clinging to him as he turned his head to face the Omega. Merry Christmas, Hess, he whispered softly, grabbing Harry's hand and squeezing it softly. Merry Christmas, Lou, Harry whispered back, sharing a small smile with him before they turned their attention back to the girls. Who wants to go see if Santa's visited? The girls clambered up excitedly, rushing off the bed and heading out the bedroom, Becky grabbing Maxie's hand to pull her along. Louis turned fully to Harry and pulled him into a hug, surprising the Omega. He returned the hug despite the awkward angle, relishing in the warmth and comfort of the Alpha's embrace. This was going to be a very good Christmas. The end. That was Do You Really Want to Be All Alone? by Enchanted Land Coffee. You don't have to be lonely tonight. Benny and Diamond. Red by Red Panda. Rating. General audiences. Relationship. Harry Styles, Louis Tomlinson. Additional tags. Alternate universe, coffee shops and cafes. Coffee shops. Sad Harry Styles. Loneliness, fluff, flirting, first meetings. Meet Cute, Christmas, Christmas Fluff. This fic is part of the 1D Christmas Fest 2023. Summary Louis is stuck working the Christmas Day shift at the coffee shop. Harry is the sad stranger who comes in to spend the day there. It's mid-afternoon when he comes in. One of the most beautiful customers Louis has ever encountered. He's never seen him in the coffee shop before, but then again, Louis rarely works the afternoon shift. He's most often here for the last shift into the evening, but he was one of the only employees available to work on Christmas Day, so he was asked to come in a little earlier than usual to cover the afternoon as well. He's been working alone for almost two hours, 
and it's been a pretty uneventful shift so far, with only a handful of customers stopping by for their fix of caffeine on the way to or from parties, dinners or other holiday events. He'd been a little sad when he first came to the conclusion that he wouldn't be able to make it home for Christmas this year. He moved to London from Doncaster for uni in the fall, and money has been a little tight since, meaning he couldn't afford a train ticket home on top of missing a few days of work at a coffee shop. He had a lovely video chat with all of his siblings and his mum this morning, while they all unwrapped their presents, and though it wasn't the same as being there in person, it was better than nothing. Besides, working today is helping to keep his mind off things a little bit. The gorgeous man comes up to the counter to order, and Louis can't help but notice how mesmerizing his eyes look. They're so green is almost too much. Though there is a certain sadness hiding behind them. Like the man is tired, heavy-hearted. Maybe he is. Christmas may often be described as the happiest season of the year, but Louis knows that isn't entirely true for a lot of people. Hi, the stranger says, his voice deeper than Louis was expecting it to be. Can I please have a large gingerbread latte? Of course, great choice, Louis says with a cheerful smile as he puts the order in. That'll be five pounds even. Can I have a name for the cup? This isn't Starbucks. They usually don't ask for names here, especially not when there's only a single customer in the whole shop, but sue Louis for wanting to know the guy's name. Oh, um, Harry, the guy says as he taps his card against the reader to pay. Louis smiles again. All right, Harry. He makes a show of writing his name on the cup, adding a little smiley face for good measure. Your order will be ready in just a minute. Harry nods at him, still looking rather forlorn, and Louis frowns as he turns to prepare the festive drink. He's not sure why he's so affected by this guy's mood, given that he is a literal stranger, but he hopes whatever is plaguing him with such sadness today is only temporary. Still, adding a little bit of extra whipped cream to his drink certainly won't hurt, will it? Here you go, Harry, Louis announces as he places the drink on the counter. Merry Christmas. Thanks. Harry says with a tight-lipped smile as he grabs the drink. Louis expects him to head for the door and leave, just like everyone else has all day, but he is surprised when Harry heads for one of the tables at the front of the coffee shop instead, sitting down with his back to Louis and looking out the window onto the mostly empty street. He's probably just got a little bit of time to kill before he has to be somewhere. Louis tries not to let Harry's presence distract him too much. His mum taught him as a child that staring at people is rude, but it's hard not to when his whole being exudes melancholy and sorrow. It's shifting the mood of the entire coffee shop, making the bright Christmas decorations dotted around the room and the cheerful Christmas tunes playing from the radio seem awfully out of place. He's just sitting there as well, sipping at his latte from time to time and not even looking at his phone or taking out a book the way people sometimes do. Louis wonders why he's so sad. He's able to make it 45 minutes before he has to do something about it, during which he serves two customers and pretends to wipe down the counters even though nobody's actually looking at him. When Harry still hasn't left or moved from his spot in that time, Louis decides that maybe one of the cookies from the display case would cheer him up a little. They're chocolate chip cookies, which pretty much everyone loves in Louis' experience, and they are baked fresh every morning. Louis has indulged in quite a few of them over the months he's worked here, enough to be able to attest to their deliciousness with absolute certainty. He quickly wraps one in a napkin and carefully walks over to Harry's table. Hey, he says gently, 
not wanting to scare Harry by sneaking up on him. I thought maybe you'd like one of these, on the house. Harry looks at him with a blank expression, then down at the cookie Louis is now extending towards him. Thank you, he says, as he takes off a treat, and Louis swears he can see a tiny glimmer appear in his eyes. That's very kind. He pauses to read the name tag pinned on Louis' shirt. Louis. Of course. Louis gives him a kind smile and points to his cup. Would you like another one of those? Harry looks down at his cup, then back at Louis again. Oh, I was actually just about to come up to order peppermint hot chocolate. No problem, Louis says. I'll be right back with it. He walks back to the counter, quickly fixing Harry's hot chocolate before walking back to his table by the window. Here's your hot chocolate. Careful, it's still quite hot, he warns as he sets it down on the table and collects Harry's empty cup. Harry smiles at him again, and it seems a little more genuine than it did before. Thanks, I'll come to the counter with you to pay for it. Don't worry about it, Louis assures him. This one's on me. Then he leaves the girl behind the counter again before Harry can protest. Harry turns in his seat to look at him, still smiling from the interaction, then turns around to look out the window again. As Louis wipes down the counter, for real this time, he can't help but feel a slight sense of victory washing over him, at having pulled a smile out of Harry. The next hour unfolds much the same as the last, with Louis serving a couple of customers quickly stopping by and pretending to no one but himself that he's not staring at Harry. It's starting to get dark outside now, making the shop feel a little more cozy with the glow of the setting sun and the street lights outside. When he notices it's been over an hour since he brought Harry his last drink, Louis decides it's time to get him another one. On a whim, he picks out a sugar cookie latte this time and writes a little joke on the cup, hoping to brighten Harry's mood a little further. Who delivers presents to baby sharks at Christmas? Santa Jaws. Before he goes to deliver it, he decides to quickly make a second one and then brings the two drinks to Harry's table. Thought it was time for a new drink, Louis says, setting the first drink down next to Harry. You seem quite keen on the festive ones, so I thought you might enjoy this. It's a sugar cookie latte. That sounds delicious, Harry says as he eyes the drink. Thank you. My pleasure, Louis says, biting his lip and hesitating a little before he continues. Mind if I sit with you? Harry looks at him like he wasn't expecting to be asked that. I mean, I don't have to, I can. I'd love it if you did, Harry cuts him off. Please. Smiling, Louis pulls out a chair on the other side of the table and takes a seat. He watches as Harry picks up his cup and notices the writing on the side of it, taking a second to read it before giggling lightly. It only lasts a few seconds, yet Louis feels the atmosphere around them shift ever so slightly, the air now lighter. Not wanting to draw any undue attention to Harry's chagrin, Louis doesn't say anything and simply joins Harry in looking out the window. He stays there for half an hour before he needs to leave to serve two customers coming in to get a quick bite before heading to a Christmas party. He's surprised to see Harry standing at the counter when he turns to give the customers their sandwiches, wishing them a Merry Christmas before they quickly leave into the darkness of the night. Two cheese toasties, please, Harry says when Louis approaches, and two teas. Maybe someone is coming to meet him here. Louis hopes that'll make Harry happier. Sure thing. How would you like the teas? Louis asks as he puts in the order. One with one sugar and a splash of milk? Harry seems hesitant for a second. And the other, however, you take yours. Me? Louis asks, slightly confused. 
Harry blushes. If you would have dinner with me, that is? Louis was not expecting that, but he'd be lying if he said his heart wasn't racing a little bit at the mere thought. I'd love to, he says easily. I'd bring it out as soon as it's ready. Harry gives him another smile as he pays, this one wide enough to reveal dimples on both cheeks. Louis has often heard people say, smelling makes people more beautiful, but he never really understood it until now. If he thought Harry was handsome when he first walked in, Louis had no idea how much he was holding out on him. A smiling Harry is basically otherworldly. Louis has to serve one more customer before he can join Harry again, bringing their little dinner along with him. He notices Harry has turned his chair so that he's now facing Louis instead of the window, but he doesn't say anything about it. Harry doesn't say anything either as they both start tucking in, and Louis doesn't feel the need to fill the silence, content to just keep Harry company. There's less than an hour before closing time when they finish eating, and Louis excuses himself to go start his closing duties. He keeps watching Harry out of the corner of his eyes as he cleans the espresso machine and wipes down all of the tables. There must be a reason why Harry spent most of the day here, and though Louis can only speculate as to why, he's dreading having to ask him to leave. Eventually, though, the clock strikes 8pm and Louis grabs his coat and goes to flip the sign on the door to closed, before turning to look at Harry, who's already gathering his things and getting ready to leave. Harry, I... Sorry, I didn't notice the time, Harry says hurriedly. Thank you, though, for everything. I was feeling down this morning since I couldn't make it home to my family for Christmas this year, but you've managed to make today a little more bearable for me. So, thank you. I'm leaving now. You probably have somewhere to be tonight. Louis frowns. Actually, I was about to ask if you would maybe like to come to my place. Louis suggests before Harry can actually leave. I mean, you don't have to. I'm still a stranger after all. But I'm also alone tonight, and I would love to get to know you a little better. Harry's face lights up, his eyes shining with tears Louis hopes come from a place of happiness. Dad. Harry pauses to let out a relieved laugh, which sounds like music to Louis' ears. I would love that. Louis smiles. Come on then, he says as he opens the door. I don't live very far. The end. That was... You don't have to be lonely tonight. Benny and Diamond The end for real. That was All the lights are sparkling for you, it seems. By the bread van. Do you really want to be all alone? By Enchanted Land Coffee. And... You don't have to be lonely tonight. By Neon Diamond. Red. By Red Panda. Happy Holidays. <laughs>